This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Well, one thing the last 16 or so weeks dealing with the shutdown of our economy because of the virus has taught us all is that we are learning that we need to be nimble and adapt to the problems that confront us. And Jason, we know for many industries it means transforming their businesses. And our next guest deals with that on a pretty regular basis. She does indeed. Sarah Elk is partner at Bain in Company. Heard of it. Uh, she's also the co-author of a new book called Doing Agile Right. And so understanding sort of the economy, understanding how businesses work, because it is a time of unbelievable disruption, to say the least. Uh, Sarah Jones is on the phone from Chicago. Sarah, first of all, how are you? How is everything going in this sort of topsy-turvy world for you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's definitely a topsy-turvy world. I think 2020 has promised to bring lots of chaos. Yeah, well-timed, well-timed to say the least. So, I mean, give us the, the sort of lead up to this book um, and what made you want to dig into this particular issue. Absolutely. So we started it about 18 months ago. And, you know, with everything that's going on, the book actually couldn't be better timed. But the impetus for the book was actually conversations that we had been having with executives around how to drive more adaptability in the business. You know, historically with traditional hierarchy and bureaucracy, we've gotten really good at running our business, but we haven't done as well in terms of balancing towards changing our business. And obviously that'll vary by by industry and specific company strategy. Uh, But it was really this recognition that we need to help companies figure out how to both run and change their business and then harmonize both of those without destroying either one. It's not easy. And I feel like this goes to some extent, um, Sarah, a conversation Jason and I had with the former Honeywell uh, CEO, David Cody, about this managing of kind of long and short term aspects of running a company and a business, right? Because they both have different parameters. They both have different demands and needs. And yet you kind of got to do both at the same time. Right. You know, short-term, long-term is certainly one aspect of it. But another aspect would be just variability itself. You know, if, if we're trying to run our business, we're looking at routine operations. We're looking at repeatability, quality, efficiency. You know, we're trying to drive out variation. But if we want to grow and drive revenue and innovate, we're actually trying to increase variation. And so how do I allow my company to do both of those things at the same time? And there's there's really an art and a science to that. So what was the biggest – I always ask people who, who wrote – who have written books like- – what was the biggest surprise along the way? Because you did so much research, you talked to so many people. I mean, is there a conversation or a, a data point or something that you and your co-authors came across where you thought, wow, I did not see that coming? You know, a, a funny one is that the book publishing process is decidedly not agile. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, listen, which is, which preach, related preach. To research, it is the worst. It's, it's the <laughs> it worst. I will say it um, even stronger than you. Like, it is the most antiquated, backwards, like, mind-bending. Like, you just can't even get your head around it. And you, you're you talking to people, and you're like, are you serious right now? It's amazing, and, right? And I have to say, Sarah, Jason will do it because he's pretty humble. But he's written two books, so he knows this firsthand as well. Yeah, so, so you absolutely know that. I would say from an insight standpoint, one of the interesting things is that the companies that are actually further along on this journey – and have really mastered how to, to drive adaptability with speed are also really strong learning organizations. They're very yeah. customer centric and they would say that they're still on the journey. So no one is declaring victory and the companies that are actually 
more in that direction would say they they just see so much more uh, much much more further that they have to go. Um, and so it's just interesting that they would declare themselves as not in the lead because they see the potential. So, Sarah, as Carol pointed out, you have a lot of experience in retail. Retail has been unbelievably disrupted here. What happens next? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, fortunately, I don't have a crystal ball. But what I can tell you is the disruption that we're experiencing is a lot of acceleration of what we've already been seen in retail. So store closures, bankruptcies, you know, the the increase in e-commerce and the need to, you know, transform their business pretty much top to bottom. Uh, you know, what we saw with COVID is a, probably a two to three year acceleration in, in e-commerce penetration curves. Uh, what we're also seeing that's different with COVID is a heightened uh, sense of focus on customer experience. We know that when we're in a time of recovery, customers pay more attention to where their dollars go and you end up seeing greater share shift. And so the the winners win more and the losers lose more. You know, it's just such an interesting time. Um, And I know you guys in this book, you know, just look at a lot of different worlds and have talked to a lot of different leaders. I do wonder a lot more too about the retail environment, which is an area that you've worked within. I mean, what do you expect? Like, what does retail look like? I don't know. Is it, I don't even know what the time frame is because I know it's continuing to evolve, but it just feels like we're seeing a lot of fallout because of the shutdown, like those that were the most vulnerable. But what do you think it looks like, Sarah, in a few years? I think we'll continue to see some fallout. There will be companies that are able to, to make the transformation journey, that they have the resources in order to be able to invest, and there are companies that won't make it. And I think the key difference is going to be adaptability. Uh, and so, you know, back to Agile and, and how do you build this Agile business system, you need to be able to have a, a leadership mindset and focus that puts the customer first and really drives home that customer centricity that focuses on prototyping solutions with strong feedback loops and being able to scale those and, and roll those out uh, to meet customer needs. So. Sarah, as you talk to CEOs, as they're going through this right now, I mean, we talk to so many CEOs all the time, and it does feel like something different is going on in boardrooms, and something transformational is happening. There's a huge amount of self-reflection. The pandemic obviously has made us all a bit more self-reflective, and I think especially those of us who are fortunate to, and we say this all the time, fortunate to have jobs, fortunate to you know be in a position where we can work from home, where we have childcare in many cases, and, and we have the ability to 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 take the time to to self-reflect is that happening to the extent that we hope it is in in boardrooms or are too many ceos just saying we just got to get through this no i think it's starting to happen in terms of the reflection we're shifting from sort of this uh need to act and respond almost in crisis mode to now how do we retool our business and so what we're seeing is this shift from what i'll call sporadic agile into systematic agile, meaning how do I build that into my company for the long term? Because CEOs are reflecting and, and a lot of them are saying that they've never been more proud of their people. You know, they've, they've focused on specific missions in response to the crisis. They've come together in new ways, often cross-functionally. They're working together differently and they've achieved great things. Now, how do we do that again and again and again? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, in terms of 
I also do wonder too, when you say that, how many companies will be, because of the pressures that are going to be on them, that they're going to have to, once again, like coming off the financial crisis, have to do more with less and what pressures that puts on workers as they're trying to potentially transform their companies. Yeah, I mean, certainly you're going to have to have an investment capacity in order to, you know, fund technology and data, uh, you know, make the investments that you need. You know, at Bain & Company, we spend a lot of time looking at recovery and retooling. And, you know, those that invest through the recovery often, uh, you know, have strategic advantage coming out of the recovery. You know, now is the time to invest. Now is the time to be customer centric. And yeah. And that adaptability for those for those companies that do that, you know, they will be the ones who win. All right, Sarah Elk, thank you so much. Congrats on the book, Doing Agile Right. Uh, she's a partner at Bain & Company, joining us on the phone from Chicago. 